Hello, I just recorded a 10 minute intro and the first 45 seconds are a bit glitchy. When I moved, I think I had my cords in a bag and they got tangled. They were in an entanglement and so I have ordered new connector cords from Amazon. So I apologize. I am only doing one take now for these intros. So um, I thought it was pretty funny and I didn't want to redo it because of the first few seconds. So please bear with me. This is, you know, we're just a starter podcast. We're a startup. This episode is filled of a lot of healing talk, trauma talk, past trauma talk, overcoming and you know we we laugh along the way so i love you i mean it here we go welcome what's up guys welcome back to another week of the tana talks podcast and um if you think i'm sounding a little nasally it's because i sound nasally because i was just crying but don't worry guys don't worry happy tears only i (laughs) I went home today. It's Wednesday because I wanted to get um something from my house, like a couple sweatshirts. And so I went to my house and I hung out with my family tonight and I was just on my way home back home to Atlanta because Atlanta's the home now. It's like my temporary home. We like fully permanent, but just like temporary right now. Anyway. And I was on my way home and I was literally just started crying because I was like, wow. I'm happy and I have not felt happy in a long time and like there is so much that is still going on in the world and so much that I'm still working through and like processing and like we all are we all are there's good days and bad days but today I was just happy and I started just crying because of how grateful I am and just like how much I love my family and like you know just how much I love every person in my life that's listening to this podcast so thank you guys I like was literally happy crying today which is a very good twist from depressed crying (laughs) which I was doing a lot of those um during quarantine at some point so you know um yeah life is a journey welcome back to the tana talks podcast and this is my weekly stream of consciousness before we get into the interview so hi hello welcome to my brain i realize that this episode is coming out on a thursday and i just want to let you guys know that one of my biggest character flaws is that i procrastinate and on monday night i went to the lake on monday and on monday night i was driving home from the lake and i was like oh my gosh today is not Sunday, today is Monday, and that means tomorrow is Tuesday, and I should have an episode ready to go, but I don't, and it was like, I realized in that moment that my procrastination has caught up to me, because I was gonna do it Saturday, because I knew it was a holiday, but you know, that's something, procrastination is like literally something I've been struggling with since college, I would wait, I would have all semester to write a paper, or and I would wait till the night it was due, and the worst part is is I would still get a pretty good grade on it but I know I could have got like all hundreds on everything I ever did if I would have put a little bit more effort into it and so that's what I'm going to try to do more because this is very important to me and I don't want to procrastinate this because this is my passion project but I also don't want to feel the pressure because it is a passion project. So, you know what? We're just, it's my cross to bear. But we're two days late. But it's okay, guys. It's okay. It's okay. I want to get into this interview because it's a pretty cool story. So, are y'all ready for it? 
this interview is with my very first friend. So let me explain. I was born in Jacksonville and I grew up there until I was like nine years old. And while my family still lives in Jacksonville, like Neptune Beach anyway, my grandparents and this girl's grandparents were like BFFs. They like were neighbors. They had vacation homes near like same town, like literal BFFs. So cute. We grew up on the same back porch because our grandparents like had um, beach houses that were connected to each other. It was really crazy. And she was like my best friend growing up and my first friend um, because our parents were friends. It was just like, you know, one of those childhood friends, but then I moved and we lost touch, of course. Um, but one of the good things about the internet and social media is that you can connect with people. So I found her and she was like living in Australia, um, doing all kinds of cool stuff with like healing. Now she's living in London and this, was so crazy because she had reached out to me like when I started the podcast and then we would still we would check in with each other and then she started doing her healing stuff like and we just set up the interview and we got to like do a zoom before we recorded and then after we recorded and it was so so like what my soul needed and it's really crazy because she does a lot of breath work and healing and I had no really idea what that was but the more we were talking about it before the more it made sense because a lot of times I'm a very like ADD and like anxious kind of person so um sometimes I forget to breathe and then I'll take like big like <sighs> breaths like long breaths and it's so annoying and, it, and it's a trait that I know that I have and it's a very annoying one but I didn't realize that like I was just kind of forgetting to breathe. And so we did this like breath work exercise and it was about like 30 minutes long. And she guided me through this like, it's almost like meditation. And it was the craziest thing ever because she was like, now don't, don't worry. Like you might have things come up throughout the day that like are flashes that you need to like process through so just process through them and like let it happen so we did this like breath work thing and at first I was like a little bit like mm, what is this and then like I just like relaxed and like let myself go through it and I've told y'all like on the last episode and then even now today I am have realized through this quarantine and stuff that there's a lot of stuff that I need to heal from that I thought I was that I'm not and I'm in the process of it and so this like breath work thing like really brought out things that are you know trauma that happens to you like you have to process it and so we get in that fight or flight mode and we don't ever like handle things that have happened to us and sometimes there are things inside of us that happened to you in in the past when you were a kid or how you were raised or you know, just how the culture that we live in affects us. And we kind of just repress, 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 and we don't breathe and we don't work through our feelings and our inner feelings. And, and it's really putting you at a disadvantage. And so it was really a crazy experience, like for my friend, like my very first friend, like she's doing all this spiritual, like breath work and healing things. And like, she was the person that guided me through this like thing on zoom. It was really crazy. And it was a really cool experience. Like 
I don't even know. I was um <laughs> around people like right after I did it, and I felt so weird. I was like, guys, I don't know what just happened to me, but yeah, I just did some breath work. Like it sounds crazy, but like just give it a chance. Bailey has a crazy story, and we have a very similar story. We have similar backgrounds. Um, she has dealt with so much loss, pain, um, own body image issues, um, eating disorders, things of the sort. And she's overcome so much like her. I, I want to have her on again so she can just go into it more. And, and she is, has a blog and things of the sort. So you should check her out, but her story is crazy. And so now that she has channeled all that into like helping others heal their pain and hear, heal like what they've been through I think is so beautiful and that's what this podcast is all about is everybody's story matters and we're all interconnected and we can learn from each other and I don't know this is very special to me and very near and dear to my heart because this person was like family is like family to me like so many memories and like the fact that we got to do this like episode on the internet for like my podcast like I don't know it's like so cool and it's our first international episode because she is currently living in London um so yeah I don't know guys I'm so excited to be back and recording I'm excited to have you guys listen to my friend and I we got to catch up after we got to do the breath work check her out honestly give breath work a chance guys because we need to breathe more Guys, do not forget to breathe today. I want you guys right now to just take a deep breath in and out. And thank me later because you needed that. (laughs) I'm not the breathwork expert. So let's let the breathwork expert explain. I want to, before we get into the interview, I want to thank you guys all for listening, loving me, loving this platform. I'm literally about to start crying again because I'm happy. And for once, I've fought through hell to get here I don't I I didn't even remember what happy felt like so that's why I was shocked when I was crying happy tears because like I've been so happy over the last few weeks and none of this would be possible without everyone that is supporting me and loving me and championing me on like I love every one of you guys and I want to interview every single one of you that are listening to this okay and I just want to let you guys know that I started a website and um, I have stickers for sale (laughs) tanatalks.com okay go check it out you know, I took my stimulus and, <laughs> and invested in a business of stickers. So, um, they're just silly little sayings that I say a lot. Um, so yeah, just give it a check it out. Tanatalks.com. Um, you can get free shipping all the time. And if you want percentages off, just like hit me up. Okay. Here's the episode. I hope this made sense. Like I said, these intros are kind of just like a stream of consciousness. Like I just one round go for it. Just whatever I'm thinking because I can't I can't overthink it. I just have to put it out there because this is Tana Talks. I am Tana. I am talking. This is the intro. Okay. I love you guys. I mean it. Here's my first ever friend talking about breath work and inner healing. I love you. I mean it. Bye-bye. Okay, so today we are breaking history on the podcast. We're going international because my guest today is from London, but it's actually, or not from London, she's there now, but she's actually my first friend ever. So can you introduce yourself? 
I yeah, I don't I don't even know where to start. This question's so overwhelming. But I am just so happy to be here. And um, so yeah, I'm living in London right now. I've just moved after living in Australia for three years, but I'm from Jacksonville and I am a healer. I'm someone who's kind of just stepping into being able to really say that. And all that that means is that I help people heal. So I don't actually take credit for all the inner work that people do, but I am very open about my journey and very connected to my intuition and how I feel like people can tap into parts of themselves that are blocked from either trauma or conditioning. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's the main thing that I'm working on at the moment. Uh, no, I love that. I love that. And I um I start. forgot to say your name is Bailey. Bailey Turner. Sorry. <laughs> um uh I'm like I, I've taken a little bit of a break from podcasting. So I'm just getting back into these interviews. And so I kind of forget some of the most basic things, like ask someone's name. So I'm sorry, but I um what I really like is that we um grew up together like in Jacksonville um like our families were friends and stuff and then when I moved to Georgia we like lost touch but I would never like I would think about you like when I was growing up and stuff and then with social media like we got to reconnect again and that's what I'm so grateful for but then I like saw all the things that you're doing and I think it's so beautiful because I think that a lot of our stories are we have similar like hurts that we've been through and I think sometimes like you have to go through those things to be able to like help other people so I love that you're doing that yeah and I mean you're doing the same thing as well it's like just sharing your story is such a like modality of healing people because it's like whenever you hear that someone's been through something that you're going through and they've made it they've made their way through or they're they're coping with it but they're still just like stepping up and doing everything it's so inspiring and it like heals the part of you that needs to believe that you can go through it and be okay oh that's so, so good I think it's cool that we're doing some yeah I I think that is really cool so what led you to where you're at now with the healing process what does that look like so it's funny because I like I had the hardest time figuring out what I wanted to do, but looking back, like the, my entire life, all I wanted to do is be a healer in some capacity. And so it's like, I looked for all of these ways to like make it make sense to people where I, um, you know, like even going through nursing school, because I was like, oh, that's a way I can help people that like make sense when you talk about it and people have respect for um, but I just wasn't giving myself permission to do the one thing that I wanted to do. And like, I wasn't acknowledging how, how much I had been through and how much I've learned. Um, but really my whole life, I just, and I know you're such an empath as well and someone who just like loves to love, but, um, basically the, like a really big part of my story is actually my mom's story because 
I mean, as I'm sure anyone who has loved someone with addiction knows, it takes you on a healing journey of your own because it is so hard to love someone and watch them suffer and to know what you can do, have boundaries and to keep your own mental health in a good place. It is just, it's something that I'm extremely thankful for the lessons that it taught me, but it has been some of my like hardest lessons to go through in life. Um, And even when I was little, like just, you know, from an early age, I, I saw my mom, she's such a beautiful person, but my whole early was just kind of watching her go through really hard things. She lost her sister and her dad. And I just watched my mom trying to put the pieces together and never fully being able to. And I just so badly wanted to be able to put them together for her. Um, and I think like, you know, I don't want to, I want to keep like this from a place of like so much love and respect for my mom, but also like express how hard it was. So I'm like struggling with the angle to talk about it from. But one of my earliest memories was of my mom overdosing. And I remember, you know, there was like a baby at the time. And so I would have been about like five years old or so. And my mom, I guess, thought my grandparents were going to be home at a certain time so that we were going to be taken care of, but they weren't. And she had like overdose at a time that her mental health had. And my mom just not being able to like take care of my brother. And she was trying to, you know, she's just completely out of it, trying to get on with what she was supposed to do. And so I walked into my brother, like nearly drowning in the bathtub and I have these really horrific memories which I've been able to like transform through doing the healing work but that kind of set the tone for a lot of my early life because I internalized it and thought that I had to have control over everything or something bad was going to happen and I felt Mm -hmm. so responsible for the people around me in my own body and to have a deep connection with myself because I was so worried about my mom and my family and everything going on around me. Um, And it took me a really, really long time to be able to be safe in my own body and to come back into my own healing journey. Um, And that manifested as a lot of things because I think like what a lot of people don't know is that there's not just like these fight or flight responses. There's also one where you're like going through your life and you're going through the motions, but you're like not in your body. Like your, your mind and your soul is kind of just elsewhere. And when you, when you have that like relationship with your yourself and your body where you're just not fully in it, it's really easy to fall into things like eating disorders, addictions, like any kind of escapism. And I've like weaved my way in and out of a lot of those. So the reason that I am a healer is not because like, you know, I've like figured it all out. It's just because I've been through a lot of things and I've had to work really, really hard to heal myself. And so it's like, if I can make expedite that process for anyone and help them like locate like this is where you're stuck this is the trauma that's like keeping you in a bad mindset and like expedite that process for anyone like that is all I want to do I've just talked so much (laughs) 
No, I am. I'm loving every second of it because we literally haven't talked in like over 10 years. Um, But I'm like I said, like, I always feel so connected to you because our stories were so similar. Like, it was your mom, but it was my dad, you know, like. Mm -hmm. um, And so I, I didn't realize until, you know, like I, I went to school and got like in psychology and you realize that all these disorders, all of these things stem from these traumas in your childhood. And it's like, it's so much hard work to like go through that and get healed. But when you get to the other side, it's like so beautiful and it's, mm-hmm it makes you realize like in hindsight, like why all those things had to happen because you become more empathetic. You become more um, like you understand when things come, when bad things come, then, you know, you don't like internalize all of it. But I know like growing up with someone who was um, an addict and had those addict behaviors, you do take on that. I'm the parent, like I want to make sure everything's okay. Um, and you kind of like take on that own addiction of wanting to control everything in your life. And you're, you're just as bad as the addict because you're, you're taking on those tendencies. And so it it makes growing up like really hard. Mm -hmm. And then as well, it's like this whole thing with addiction is like, I just am so passionate about sharing that part of my journey because it's something that like, even just, I remember being in school and thinking like no one else dealt with that because in my Me family, it was like and that's so toxic because it's like, then you internalize this thing, this story that like, I'm going through this. No one else my age is going through this. So this is what I deserve. And then if you are telling yourself, like you deserve that kind of life, that's what shows up and continues to show up in more situations than just like your relationship to your parents or whatever. So I just, and I think like, you know, shame lives like in the shadows. It's when you talk about that kind of stuff, you can move through it. But if it's like hidden and you're like scared to look at it, you can't really heal. Oh my gosh. That's so good. That's so good. That's so true. Because I like, I literally remember thinking my family was so messed up and I was the only family and I would go over to my friend's house and they would be like normal. And I'd be like, Oh my God, my family. And it's just, and I think that's how like addiction cycles, like repeat themselves because like for me it happened like my dad and then my brother got touched by it worse and then like I was beginning to go down that path and it was even worse than my brother so it's like you have to realize those patterns because it it does get worse generationally I think so um and I think a lot of times like healing work like we're doing healing in our lives from like things that are like in our DNA from like like I said, like generations before, like that were passed down to us. Like we have to fight those things too. Exactly. And it's like, sometimes I think, you know, it's like if we didn't look at our stuff and we weren't trying to heal from it, then we would either just naturally fall into addiction. Like our parents, like family members, or it's like, you just fall into this massive escapism where you just like can't look at it. And I think even like sometimes they say like addiction is even maybe like abuse or some other trauma that's been passed down in the family. And it's like that parent trying not to pass it on to you. 
like healing it is to just like push it down with like addictions or whatever it is, whatever form of escapism. And it's like, as well, then like I, I remember because, you know, I was feeling like I was this kid that had these massive responsibilities. I only just realized how much bitterness I carried towards other people that I thought had a normal life. And I am like, sure, looking back, they had their own struggles and, you know, maybe they didn't have parents dealing with addiction, but they, you know, everyone has their stuff and it's all relative. But I recently, like through breathwork, have realized I've had so much bitterness to let go of and so much like jealousy of people that had it here. I put that in air quotes because no one has it easy. But um, yeah, just letting go of that. That's so true. And so what what is breathwork? <laughs> because sometimes I think that I will realize like I'll be working and then I'll like take a deep sigh and it sounds like I'm annoyed, but it's like, I forgot to breathe. So (laughs) sometimes I think I forget to breathe. So what is breath work and what's the importance of it? Yeah. So breath work does so many things, which is really cool because it's, you know, you think like, Oh, I breathe, like I'm doing it. How, you know, how much can it really do for you? But so many of us go through our day with these really shallow breaths. And yeah, you'll notice like when you're really anxious, a lot of times you're not breathing. You think you are, and you're taking these little sips of air, but you're not like really feeling up your like body with air. So like, let's just actually take a really deep breath right now. Just like breathe in through your nose and just let it fill up your chest and then let it go. And basically, breath work is something you can use. It can get rid of anxiety, depression. It helps you to get out of like your the thinking mind that thinks like it has stuff to tell you or thinks it knows what needs to be like your first priority. And it helps you to go into your body. And so basically, it helps like it just unhooks you from the mind that just has incessant chatter and it gives you that like connection to your intuition or emotional body. Um, and it's really just meditation. Like it's an active meditation practice and the, the breath work that I teach, there's a lot that can be helpful and there's some quick ones as well, which I'll go into a little bit too, but the most transformational one that I've is called three part breath. So what you do is you take a deep breath into your chest and then you fill up your belly with air and then you breathe it all out through your mouth and when you do this you're actually releasing like dmt in your body so it literally makes you trip out sometimes and i've seen people like go on literal trips from this breath work and i'll show you later when we do our healing session it's so hard to explain what it does because it's something that's just really felt but it you just realize when you're out of like this stuff that your mind is trying to tell you day in and day out, you'll uncover this like traumatic memory from sometime in 2003 that just wants to be addressed so it can get its way out of your body because our body really holds on to everything. Like, you know, it's like if you have an injury and maybe your knee is never the same again, we do the same thing when you have like emotional trauma, it's stored in your body, it's stored somewhere in your mind and you're going to keep acting out of ways from that trauma until you can really heal it or let go of it. So the breath work brings it up to the surface and you're kind of able to see it from a different perspective and just release it. And, um, you know, sometimes it even just brings up like, there's so many 
releases that come through with the breath where I've heard people scream from breath work. Some people start laughing uncontrollably, which is really funny to watch. Some people start shaking. They'll have like an arm spasm. Um, it's absolutely crazy. I remember I was in this room with like 20 people and all of a sudden I heard this scream and it was just this really like shrill scream that sounded so foreign to me. And it actually took me a second to realize that it was me screaming. And it was just like all of the times before that I really needed to scream or I was in a really like scary situation and had to like internalize it. And it was just that finally coming out. And I left that room just feeling like a new person feeling like I wasn't holding on to all of this baggage anymore and holding on to all of this anger. So it's really, really hard to talk about because it's just something that like when you do it, you just feel the difference. But there is a like whole story of physiology behind it. It would just take a couple hours to get into. No, that's so that I think that's so cool because I think um our generation, especially like with all this technology and everything, like we're losing somewhere along the way, like the power of our minds, the power of our words, like the power that you have within you, like you are, it's so crazy that you have the ability to do that. And like, we just don't do it because we're so technology, technology, technology. And like, let me, don't get me wrong. Like, I love this. We're doing zoom. Like I love technology, but I think it kind of like makes people not be as in tune with themselves because they're so hyper-focused on that. And so I think when you, any time in this world, when you can quiet yourself and quiet your mind and quiet your body and do that, I think that's amazing. And so I think what you're doing is amazing because it takes, I know people that get involved in work like that it's coming from a place of experience. Like you've experienced it yourself, the trauma and the healing. And so that makes you even more valuable to help others. And so I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you so much, Lev. It's just, it's really cool being able to guide people through this because it's something that they can use at any time. And you know, it's really like when I guide someone through breath work, like I'm just showing them how to heal themselves. They're doing the work. And like, it's just so cool that we all have access to this and it's literally free. I'm not, you know, like I'm definitely not against medication when it's needed, but it's like, you have a whole like internal pharmacy within yourself where you can tap into all these endorphins. You can let go of all this stuff. You can like literally do a breathing practice that will do for you what years of therapy could do. So it's just cool. And I just want like everyone to know that you already have that within you. And like, I remember when I was just like feeling so awful with not even knowing where to start with healing. Like I knew I had all these things, but I had no idea where to even start with healing. And I think it's really easy to look outside of yourself and want to like read or, you know, have some like guru teach you what to do, but you really have all of these answers within yourself. And it's just about being to like tap into the part of your mind that actually knows what you need. Yeah, it is really being in tune with yourself is very, very important. Um, I don't want to like, you know, take up too much time of your day because I feel like you've already spilled a lot of tea. Um, but what, what I really like to do on my podcast and, and for people listening is like 
authenticity. I think that's like what our generation is lacking, like being authentic, because I think we get caught up in the highlight reel of everything. And so I like to talk about things that people don't really want to talk about or things like that. So I like to ask people like, it's kind of a two-part question. Like, what is something that you wish was more openly talked about? And then um, how can you be more authentic in your everyday life? Yeah. I mean, I just think like mental health is so stigmatized. And I think like when we talk about it, it's this really big, scary thing. Even like the idea of like anxiety, you know, it's like, I think talking about it, but like not having to label yourself as like an anxious person or someone that has anxiety, but just someone who's like experiencing it and going to move through it. And, um, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place with this question, but with being more authentic, I think like, you know, being a healer at first, I put all this pressure on myself to just feel like I had to be healed all the time and like feeling great all the time. And I will say like, I still have stuff that comes up. Like even in this move, I started getting back into of, you know, just like going crazy with the questions, like putting so much pressure in my relationship and being like, how am I going to continue with my work in London? How is this going to work out? Just like crazy stuff that I didn't need to worry about. But it's like this time really set it in for me that pushing it away and pretending like it's not there is not going to help me heal from it. It's like going into it and being open about it and sharing with people that like, this is, this is something that's still come up, but I do feel like I have the tools to move through it now. and like kind of showing people in real time, like this is how I'm working through it. So I think just like putting less pressure on ourselves, you know, with whatever, like you're putting out into the world to like, know that it's okay when you have fluctuations in your mood or your mental health and it's okay to take time when you need to and not have to like explain yourself and then be able to like lean into it when you do feel amazing and inspired and like really motivated so I guess I'm not sure this answer to your question but I think just being more transparent with the ebbs and flows and like normalizing that instead of just being one thing all the time that's so good because that's kind of like how I've um, this quarantine has been really just a big up and down. Mm -hmm. And I think when I get really down, I was getting so, so down on myself, but I wasn't like, I was just staying there. I wasn't just feeling it and then like trying to move on and like get there. So I think that's really important. And that's something that like quarantine has taught me that I'm still, even though I'm like healed, I'm still on a journey and it's still going to be up and down, you know? Of course. Yeah. And honestly, we would be bored if everything was great all the time. Like we would be bored and we would stop getting to know ourselves, getting to like, you know, get to those deeper layers and getting to know ourselves deeper and deeper. That's so good. Um, okay. I like want to ask you one more question and I'm sorry. Cause it just, I just thought about it when I was like, about when you were talking, um, but a lot of like, I see on your post about like body image and like food and like, and, and things like that. And that's something that I've always struggled with. And I think a lot of people listening do too, because the more women I talk to, the more like we all either, whether it's like binging or not eating or guilt around food and body image, there's so many things 
about that. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Because I think it's really helpful and then we'll, we'll close this out. Oh man, I'd love to, because honestly that I've talked about really heavy things early on in this episode, but like my whole journey with body image was such a hard one for me because it, I mean, it will just take you to places and then you also, that's something that's also really stigmatized where you don't really feel like you can talk about it and you feel so judged for it, whether it's not eating, eating too much, just being out of touch with your body at all. Um, but I will say like, I really do think that eating disorders come from a place of just not being able to be in your body, like not feeling safe in your body, not feeling okay to like step into your life. Because if you're actually in your body and so deep in touch with yourself, you don't, you won't use it no matter how, you know, overweight society tells you that you are or underweight society tells you that you are. If you're really in your body, your only way to check in with yourself about like what you need more of or less of. Um, and I think it's just like, sometimes you have to work through that trauma before you feel okay being in your body and you feel like you can trust yourself to know what you need. And so I, I honestly could talk about this subject for days, but, um, and it, it's like, there's so many parts to it as well, because there's like your physical body and your help with that. But then there's also like the mental side of it and how you're perceiving yourself and how much you're blocking yourself from because of the way that you see yourself. And, and I've struggled with like anorexia, with bulimia, um, body dysmorphic disorder, and make it just all kind of tie in like this vicious cycle. But the place that I really had to start was with body image and how I perceived myself. And the way that I've reprogrammed that is through meditation. And I still have to go easy on myself. I still can't perceive myself exactly how I am looking in a mirror. Like I just won't see myself, right? And I know that. But um, I have done so much work to be able to show up with just like body neutrality, like no matter like how I look, knowing that my worth isn't tied to that. Um, and those like reprogramming meditations have been everything for me, just like constantly like choosing how I want to think about my body and how I want to think about my relationship to weight or body image, all of it. I know this has been really all over the place, but it's just something that's so hard to, I mean, it's just something that's like so hard to give a concise answer to because there's so many parts to it. Yeah. And I, um, I've never heard it put that way that you don't feel safe in your body because that just like, like lit up my brain because I've never heard it that way. And until you like heal and feel safe in it, you're going to continue those patterns. And I think too, when it comes to eating disorders and things, that's something that you have to constantly fight because that's one of the addictions that's like, primitive almost like you we have to eat to live so you have to do that healing to be able to know what you're feeling and 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 healing internally like and mentally and so there is so many layers but I like that you said that I've never heard that like that so I really like that that's just been the biggest turning point for me and I just want to say as well as like an expander because I think it's something I needed to hear when I was in the middle of it because you feel like it's so out of control 
and you don't know why you're dealing with this because it isn't about like at the end of the day, it isn't about weight and it isn't about anything with food. It's all about your mindset. But I just like want to say to anyone that's in the middle of it that like I'm at a place now where I just feel like I want to treat my body right. And that's after like putting it through so much abuse. And I really feel like I don't, it's like, I'm not fighting with myself about everything like all day. Like I just feel like I want to do the healthiest thing to treat my body best in the moment. And like, yeah, sometimes that's like vegetables and sometimes it's ice cream. And like, I just, never thought I would be at this point or at the point where I could like even get dressed without feeling like I was going to have a breakdown. Um, and it literally is just like being able to like, yeah, be safe in your body. I know I'm going in circles now, but it's like, if you don't feel okay to be here because of your trauma, then your mind is always going to be elsewhere. And so then you're going to be like, you know, if you're numbing out, you're not in touch with your like body signals of when you either like need to eat or when you don't need to. So it really is just about like being okay, being with yourself. No, that's so good. I love that. And I, I, I like that we touched on that too. I know there's so many layers to like what you've been through and like where you're at now. So I appreciate you for touching on that. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we end this? I'm just so happy to be here. I'm so happy we got to chat that and I just feel like I could talk to you for days I know but, um, I know and I know that was all over the place but I just hope that someone can pull something from it I think they will be and can you tell everyone where they can find you yes so for the past week I have been working on my website and I'm getting close to with the colors, but I'm telling myself it must be up by tomorrow. So the um, the website's just breathewithbailey.live, so L-I-V-E. And on my website, you can book a healing session. I'll also be posting when I have circles, so healing circles that I do in London, or I'll be doing some on Zoom soon. And then the main place to find me is just on Instagram at breathewithbailey. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. And um, I'm not going to end this chat, but I'm going to stop recording because I have a a question for you. (laughs) 